Hey y'all, welcome back to the God Center Mom podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where we remind you through friendship, mentorship, and discipleship that you don't mom alone. This is episode 195. I'm chatting with moms Cheryl Scruggs and Jay Carpenter. And I remember thinking, this is so counterculture for me to want to stay in this marriage. This is not what everyone is telling me to do. But for some reason, I, God was making himself known to me, and I knew that he was asking me to stay. I knew he was putting a fight and a strength in me during that time, and still does, but during that time especially to hang on. In this episode, Cheryl, Jay, and I sit around a table and chat about marriage, about how we're just sinners married to sinners about how infidelity impacted both of their marriages. Cheryl and her husband, Jeff, have a marriage ministry called Hope Matters Marriage Ministry. They've written the book, I Do Again. She has a podcast, Thriving Beyond Belief, and she is so brave in sharing her story here. And my friend, Jay, I've walked through this journey with her, and I'm very proud of her for sharing what God's been doing in her life. But more than anything, our hope is that this episode reminds you that fighting for connection in your marriage is important. Valuing your relationship with God, putting Him above all else, is important. And to also remind you that you're not alone if marriage is hard right now. You're not alone if it's a struggle. You're not alone if you have had an affair or you're thinking about it. You're not alone if your spouse has. That more than anything, God is for you and He is fighting for you and He has a plan for you. Truly, great conversation coming your way. But before we get to that, let me remind you about this month's sponsor, Prep Dish. Y'all, it's a great way to get healthy food for your family without a lot of work. So every Friday, they send me the meal plan for the next week. And I just pull out my calendar and decide, okay, how many dinners am I making this week? And then I look at their meal plan and decide what sounds delicious to me, which is usually everything. So that's the hard part is deciding what I'm going to make. And then I go to the grocery and buy the things. They give you a pre-made grocery list. Fabulous. And then I choose like an hour or so to chop everything up and make the marinades and all that jazz and keep it in the fridge. So then on the nights I'm ready to cook, it's all there. It's all done. So simple. And the other day, I think I made paprika chicken and I made lots of chicken because we have so many people in our family, but it was great because I had leftovers to slice it up and then put it in a tortilla with avocado for lunch the next day. I was also then eating healthy lunch, which we never do that as moms, do we? If you want to check it out for free, they're offering you listeners a two-week trial. You just go to prepdish.com forward slash GCM, lowercase GCM for God Center Mom, prepdish.com forward slash GCM. And you get two weeks to try this out to see if it works for your family or if not, doesn't cost you a dime. Worth a shot, right? Uh, Go check it out. But right now, let's get to our conversation with Cheryl and Jay. Here we go. Okay, y'all, I'm doing one of my favorite things, which is interviewing people live. I have my very, very good friend, longtime friend, Jay Carpenter here. I'm so excited. <laughs> and Cheryl Shrugs, who I've just met, but I have heard so much about. I've actually heard you speak. Thank you. Years oh. and years ago, I heard you share your story, and awesome. such an honor to have you on here. And Thank you. love that you and Jay have been working together, mm-hmm. and um, you've been ministering to her, and just having walked with Jay for the last six years, mm-hmm. six years through her story, I'm so grateful for any people that join in and help this marriage become all that God intends for it to be. So welcome to the show. Thank Thank you. you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's going to, I mean, I'm just thinking of each of the women listening and who they're going to share it with and who God's going to reach through this little conversation around the table. So thank you for being brave Mm -hmm. and sharing. Um, I think I love to share each of your stories to start. So Jay, could you share um, a little bit about what you've been walking through those six years? Sure. So I'm married to John for 17 years this year, and about six years ago, I was um, suspicious of him having an affair, and he was, and it went off and on for about two and a half to three years after that. Um, In the meantime, having our second child, 
uh, within that. And we're about three, four years out from that today. Something to celebrate? Something to celebrate big time. Yes. I found a card last night um, in my stationery. John does not like me spending money on Valentine's cards or any cards. Um, seven dollars this year. I was like, he what? does not appreciate. It. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of with John on that a little bit. Well, I found one, an old Valentine card in my stationery box, mm. and it was dated 2012, mm. and that was right in the mix of everything. And mm. I had I had written, babe, comma, and then the date, and I remember it took me back because I remember there is nothing I can write right now. Mm. And I got to write on it. I used it. And I told mm. him what it was from. And mm. it was just so, It was just a sweet gift mm. from the Lord to encourage how far he's brought us. Mm. For sure. Love that. Love that. And then in the last, how many months have you been visiting Cheryl and her husband? Oh, March. Spring? I was going to yeah. say spring of last year. Probably. Spring of last year. We, started, year. Okay. Mm-hmm, we started seeing Jeff and Cheryl Scruggs <clears throat> just for some help to make things just better. Um, we were in a dark place when we first started seeing y'all, mm-hmm. but got right, you know, got on track pretty quickly with their guidance for mm-hmm. sure. And their help. I think that's an encouragement to someone who this might be part of their story mm-hmm. infidelity or wanting to heal. And you maybe saw counselors at the beginning, but years have passed mm-hmm. and you're coming up against little mm-hmm. bumps in the road that it's okay to go back. That it's not saying you yeah. messed up or something's wrong, but that that's just part of the journey. Well, and I think right after you come through something like that, you think, oh, this is going to be great. You kind of have this picture of what your marriage, the greatness that your marriage is going to be because you've been through mm. fire and back. And that's just a, that's just not true. Marriages are hard. Yeah. It's never, I mean, you're going to have sweet spots, but it's hard. You have to keep working on them. Well, and there's also seasons of um, being affected by infidelity. There's seasons that couples go through. And um, sometimes at the beginning, uh, if both are willing to work on it, it's kind of a, um, like, a newfound love sometimes Mm -hmm. where everything seems to be going really well. Um, We're connected. We're doing all the right things, going to counseling, uh, whatever that is, going on dates, doing what we're supposed to do kind of thing to rebuild. And, um, you know, there are things that trigger it, uh, along the way. And, you know, there's not a set time frame. Mm. That's one of the things that people ask us all the time. Well, how long is this going to take? Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't give an answer because God has a different story for everyone and a different yeah. plan. And so, um, we just basically say that the goal is focusing on the Lord number one. Um, and then really walking God's order, you know, God first for both of you, um, spouse, second kids, extended family and work. And that's God's order. And that's what he wants. Um, and that's, I mean, I know for me, that's not always the easiest thing no. to keep. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah. Tell a little bit about your story. Cause I love that you both are here sharing different perspectives, yeah. a similar situation. Right. So my husband and I, we're married for the first time in 1982, and we were uh, we moved from Memphis to California to LA area, and we were just going and blowing out there. Um, <laughs> we were living the California lifestyle. We were pretty successful in our 20s. Um, we didn't have any family or really any friends out there. Um, the kicker was, uh, you know, now that we're almost 30 years down the road here, uh, is that we weren't walking any type of spiritual walk. Uh, both of us grew up in different denominations. My husband grew up um, Baptist. I grew up Catholic. I didn't know there was a walk with Christ. Uh, he did know there was a walk with Christ. And so when we met, um, that isn't something we talked about. We didn't practice. We didn't go to church. I mean, it was it was all that. And uh, so for me, two years into the marriage, I started feeling really lonely and I was thinking there was something wrong with me. I'm the oldest of five kids, pretty much a perfectionist type A back then, especially. I'm almost 60 now. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm we not... learn you're saying this gets better. This yes. gets okay, good. Uh, well, okay, just good. About, That's hope. Okay. Yeah. I just about did myself in um, trying to be mm, all that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I started feeling lonely 
kept it to myself. I was really struggling. I didn't have community, really. I mean, we had friends, but not community where I was sharing any of this with anyone, including Jeff. Mm -hmm. And so I was really just trying to fight for connection with him in my own way, Mm -hmm. uh, without counseling, um, with a smile on my face. Um, And so for six years, I did that. Eight years into our marriage, um, I ended up having an affair with someone I worked with. Wasn't looking for it. Didn't plan it. Um, never thought or dreamed that I would ever go down that path. Uh, my dad had an affair when he was uh, right around the age of 50. And I you know, made a vow to myself mm. that would never happen. And I wasn't thinking about that at all. Uh, I just started to talk to someone at a sales meeting. And it grew into this, oh my gosh, I'm sharing my heart with this guy. And um, I started sharing... I felt like I had some issues in my marriage and everyone looking in uh, thought we had the perfect marriage, the perfect life. We look, you know, people called us Barbie and Ken, the whole nine yards, and I was dying inside. Mm. So that was in 1990. It was a long time ago. Um, We didn't have texting or Facebook or any of those types of things, barely cell phones. I don't even know if we had cell phones (laughs) back then, but um, you know, we didn't have the, the communication, um, styles that we have now. Um, and so this guy and I started talking to each other via landlines from our offices. He was in Northern California and, uh, that was in March of 90 and April of 1990, he came to LA and we met at a hotel and yes, it was that blunt. Uh, Mm Um, people say, Oh my gosh, how can you say all this? Because that's the story. Mm -hmm. Um, and I never want to pretty it up Mm. because it was, uh, it was devastating really. So, I met him at a hotel. That's when it became a full-blown physical affair. Um, and then that same month in April, I told Jeff I didn't think I loved him. I didn't think I ever had. Um, and he also found out we were moving to Dallas, Texas in August of that year. So uh, he was blindsided. He had no idea anything was wrong. What are you talking about? Um, and I said, I'm not really sure. And I didn't tell him about the other guy. So I led a life of lying. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't see the guy from April to August before we moved, but we were talking every day at the office. I mean, literally two, three hours at a time. And um, so we moved to Dallas and I thought to myself, okay, I can get myself together, uh, get to Dallas. We were getting ready to build a house. um, And, um, I can start working on my marriage. Uh, our girls were two uh, years old. They're almost 30 now, <laughs> which is hard to even put my arms around <laughs> sometimes. But we got here and I, I was white knuckling it. I thought, okay, you know, I can do this. And the issue with Jeff and I is the main issue was that we did not connect emotionally. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that one. You yeah. said you fought yeah. for connection. Yeah. That gal's listening. Yes. And she wants to know, I feel that. You say you fought for connection. What did that look like to fight for connection? Yeah. You know, I just kept kind of hinting around. I, I didn't, I wasn't very direct with Jeff. And I, I know now this far down the road um, that I had him on a pedestal. I couldn't figure out why he had married me. Mm. And so I was thinking he had it going on and I just needed to come up to this level, whatever that level was. Assuming the problem was you. Assuming the problem was yeah, me. And yeah. what am I looking for? I have yeah. everything. I, right. I can't imagine you know, our sex life was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you say, when we say connection, um, we've connected very well there, which mm-hmm. is a, a bit surprising really, mm-hmm. uh, where we are, where we were at that time. But, um, anyway, I wanted to know my husband mm-hmm. and I see it every day now in what I do, but, um, I didn't know how to connect with him. So I would try all these different things. Anything from giving him a card to, you know, hugging him more or trying to ask questions and he give me a one word answer. How was your day? Great. Mm. You know, not even really asking back, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a backstory to all that and why now we know why some of this was a, an issue. Um, but when we got here to Dallas, um, I missed the emotional connection I had with this guy. And so I started contacting him from here. Um, and we talked and eventually I filed for divorce. 
1991. It took a year for us to get divorced. Um, it was just an awful situation in a sense of I was so torn all the time. Mm. And we were still living in the house and Jeff wasn't going to move out. Why would he do that? Um, and so I just kept talking to this guy and um, pretty much blindsided Jeff with divorce papers. And then uh, we were divorced in August of 1992. And I can remember, and it's in our book, um, you know, I, I actually put in there August 21st, 1992 was the worst day of my life. And then I explained what it looked like at the courthouse and how that all came down and, and how I felt there and, and all of that. But, but this isn't a quick fix that we think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just take care of this and the divorce is going to like. Yeah. It'll be all good. Yeah. And we were friendly. We right. were not the couple that, you know, he put the kids on the sidewalk and I did too. Anyway, very friendly. And you have kids together, which is an important yes. thing to know. Yes. But that is a connector. Yeah. In a well, divorce situation. I mean, I have siblings that are divorced. And yeah. It, you, that relationship isn't isn't over. And you're not. Yeah. No, it's done. not over. No. It's no, not. they're in your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we, and we had gone through some infertility. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually had the girls through in vitro. So, okay. you know, not even putting that in the equation mm-hmm. was a big deal. Right, um, right. That's a whole other right. pod, podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but there's, anyway. there's that gal too listening. That puts yeah. a strain on It does put a strain on the marriage. Yeah. Infertility and oh, absolutely. in vitro. And it kind of takes away a little. Yeah. Yeah. So we divorced. So divorced and yeah. the cool thing was when we came to Dallas, we started going to church for the first time in our marriage. And, um, it was, you know, we were in trouble and Jeff still couldn't figure it out because I was lying to him. I never told him about the affair mm. and he actually didn't find out about the affair until after we were divorced wow. and he saw this man at my house and he put it all together. And, um, you know, from that point, so going to church, I was being stirred by, I didn't know what at, at the time. <laughs> all I knew is I cried all the time at services. I felt like every sermon was for me. And <laughs> finally, after, you know, getting divorced and going to a different church, I realized that I was missing Jesus in my life. <laughs> and then I realized two months after we were divorced, I, I became a Jesus follower, which was in October of 1992. And that's when I realized and put it all together that, yes, we did have some issues in our marriage, but the true missing link was Christ. Mm-hmm. And so just to not make this too long, but basically what happened was God put me on a path to restore the marriage. Um, and it was like scales coming off my eyes. It was wow. I describe it as a Damascus Road experience for me. And um, that was, golly, uh, a long time ago. So 92, 26 years ago. So I started reading my Bible for the first time. I was 33 years old, um, understanding what God had intended for marriage and all of that. Wrote Jeff a letter. I mean, all that details in our book. So maybe we could talk about the book yeah. at the end. So, you know, if you really want to know all the details, <laughs> you can you can yeah, read that. It's good. But um, anyway, so God put me on a path. Uh, Jeff was absolutely against it. Very angry with me. You're the one that did everything. He blamed me for everything, just like I blamed him for everything. And it took seven years. Mm. Uh, we were divorced for seven years, and God restored our marriage in 1999. And then he birthed a marriage ministry from that, which is what we do today. And um, so we have our uh, biblical, we're biblical counselors. Um, we're here in the Dallas area. Hope Matters Marriage Ministries is the name of our ministry. And um, I have a podcast now and just all kinds Very of fun exciting. stuff. But we speak yeah. and do all kinds of fun stuff. Share our story That's everywhere. Awesome. That God restored. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. sharing. I know yeah. every time you probably have to go relive all of those choices yeah. when you share them. I tear so, up sometimes yeah, still. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's tender and it impacts us. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, just it just happens. That choice mm-hmm. to go against God's way. Yeah. It's not pretty. We want to sugarcoat it sometimes, but it's not. And yeah. well, it's not yeah. the easy route. Sometimes in the moment for the gal who's listening, who's considering. Yeah an affair or is in the start of an mm-hmm. affair, it can, it can be attractive. It can seem like a better way. Oh, it, it was all that to me. Mm-hmm. And I found my soulmate yeah. <laughs> in quotes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then the ripple effects and then yeah. the consequences of that choice. Um, and Jay mm-hmm. having lived on the other side of the consequences. And I know that God has brought a lot of women to you mm-hmm. who have, been on the receiving end of a spouse that has 
had an affair. Mm-hmm. And so I asked you, you know, what kind of questions do they come to you with? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the ones you said is, how do I know if God's asking me to stay in my marriage? And I think that's so, so important to talk through. A guest I had on this week that we're recording, her husband asked for a divorce twice and she mm-hmm. stayed in the marriage for 15 years. And then a third time he asked and God gave her the release to be divorced. So, you know, I would never want to say God wants every marriage to stay together. I'm not going to be a proponent of that. Like you, I loved how you said it. God has a plan and a way for every person yeah. and mm-hmm. for a time. But, um, how do y'all answer that? Jay, what do you say? I remember the night that I found out about the affair. I literally stayed up the entire night. And the only thing I could think to do was to read my Bible. Hmm. He, he just, it was there and he, it was like he was inviting me. I have a way. I have a I have a comfort in here. I have a peace in here. I have something for you. And literally like 5 a.m., I looked at the clock and it's like, oh, my gosh. I couldn't sleep anyway because it was just so incredibly devastating at that, you know, that moment of it. But I didn't always know that that was what God wanted me to do. I definitely, I definitely struggled with that. I, I wrestled with the Lord a lot of, um, praying, this is my way out, God. This is what your scripture says. I get a pass. Mm -hmm. I get to, I get to get out of this. And through hours and hours and hours of counseling, I, I, I did start counseling with our women's minister at our church, um, right when the affair came out. John actually called her. She was new at our church. I didn't even know her. Mm-hmm. And he said, she, Jay needs to come in and talk to you. Um, she waited for me to call. But um, she taught me a lot of what I didn't understand about what the scripture says about infidelity and betrayal. Um she would pour scripture over me. I would leave her. I would leave being with her just, you know, filled like this strength has come back through God speaking through her to me. But I didn't always know that he was asking me to stay. Um, I do know there were very specific times where it was like, God, I have no idea what to do. Mm. I, I just had a baby or I'm about to have a baby. My emotions were insane already. My hormones were crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm having to deal with this situation or this circumstance that was, you know, it's causes depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of a hard way to like wade through my emotions to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I do know there were times when I would come to the Lord and he would say, Jay, you just need to wait with me. Just wait, Mm -hmm. be patient. I have something for you. And those are very vivid memories of him speaking to me. I remember going through this a little bit. One story I I like to compare it to um, is Abraham walking Isaac up the mountain. Mm -hmm. I have kids. I can't even imagine taking one foot in front of the next. Knowing God is asking me to sacrifice my child, except for the fact that he understood who God was. Mm -hmm. He knew that God was going to make a way or that it was going to be for a purpose. And I remember thinking, this is so counterculture for me to want to stay in this marriage. This is not what everyone is telling me to do. Um, but for some reason I, God was making himself known to me and I knew that he was asking me to stay. I knew he was putting a fight and a strength in me during that time and still does, but during that time, especially to hang on. I remember, I remember going in counseling during that time, thinking back on how, and I, I sometimes I talk about this with some, with the girls um, that ask me questions, but how he makes us and how he, I remember, I think back at my childhood, he made me very persistent, like just how he makes our personalities. Right. And seeing purpose in that, even at this time, like maybe that's why, maybe, I mean, he knows my road. Maybe that's why he made me so persistent and not a quitter and. And forgiving and loyal. Forgiving. Yes. There's a lot to your personality that works in your favor in this situation. Positivity, assuming the best. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Cheryl, do you have anything to add to that when you're, I'm confident when people come to you, Mm -hmm. they're looking for a formula. 
Mm. Oh, most definitely. (laughs) How long is this going to take? Give me five things to do. Do you get a lot where the husband and wife both come and desire reconciliation? Is there, I mean, I'm sure there's a variety of options, but um, the one spouse coming and the other is not willing to reconcile. That happens often. Um, and we, and we'll start with one part of the couple. So if it's okay. the mm-hmm. husband or the wife, um, hoping the other will eventually come in. But, you know, <clears throat> as I was thinking about that, how did I know God wanted me to stay in the marriage? Because literally after we were divorced, my thought process was, oh my gosh, cool. I can now, mm. uh, pursue this other relationship that I had. And, you know, people always want to know this, but I almost married the guy. Um, he moved to Dallas for a very short time and God was pounding on me so much, which I was so thankful for because I probably would have gone down that path, you know? And so when God put me on this path to reconcile or stay in the marriage Mm -hmm. per se, I mean, we were divorced on paper, uh, in God's eyes, um, he had another plan for us and, I had to first learn how to equip myself with the Word of God. That was one of the first things. Uh, So what I did is I started reading the Bible and um, reading everything I could on biblical marriage Mm -hmm. because I didn't have that. It's interesting, yeah. You uh, both growing up. I was raised in the church, and I didn't know. I needed to know what the Bible said about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I knew, and I I feel like... um, you know, Satan is very, the enemy is, is very powerful. And so I kept getting beat up with, well, you had the affair. So why would he ever want to do this? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just need to move along and, and do your life because this was your choice kind of thing. And then God would comfort me through the scriptures, through prayer um, in no you guys didn't do this right the first time. <laughs> so I want to give you a second chance. Oh. And so I was so grateful for that. Um, and so many things came into my life there, just friends in general. And then Tommy Nelson d- does a study on the Song of Solomon, yes. which was absolutely instrumental. We did that at our church. Yeah. With our years yeah, ago. Yeah. Oh, it it's was. so great. Yeah. yeah. I'll put a link to that. In yeah. Show. Very instrumental for me. Yeah. Um, understanding what God had planned for a relationship, mm-hmm. dating, mm-hmm. marriage, sex, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, <laughs> that was big. Excuse me. But. When Jeff turned me down to, when I offered reconciliation and he said, Cheryl, it will never happen. Wow. Don't ever talk to me about it. Uh, we can get do well with the kids and get along for them and be great parents. <clears throat> I will never, ever, ever reconcile with you. Wow. And so when I went home, I, you know, I was a, a really new Christian. So I kept thinking, <laughs> well, I guess God didn't want this. Mm-hmm. And so... God just kept showing me day by day. I was getting getting up every day at like five um, and pouring into all of the scriptures and everything. And God showed me, here's, here's what I want to do first, Cheryl. Um, you need to learn how to walk with me first. Mm. Um, and then we'll go to maybe the reconciliation part. But he gave me a big picture about what it was going to look like. And, and I felt very confident that it was going to happen. And, um, you know, during a season there, uh, God was really putting me in a place of waiting, which was huge Mm -hmm. for me. Um, Secondly, being obedient to God. And so several passages were huge. Ephesians 3.20, I can do immeasurably more than you could Mm -hmm. ask or imagine. Because um, I couldn't see how Mm -hmm. this could work out. Right. (laughs) I mean, it just seemed impossible. And then Matthew 19.26, which is... With all things, uh, God can do all things. And we, you know, think us, things are impossible with God. Right. Everything is possible. And then Deuteronomy 8 was very, very instrumental, 1 through uh, 10. And that was, obey the commands I'm giving you this day that I may take you through the desert. These 40 years, and I kept thinking, oh, Lord, <laughs> no, I can't you. do 40 years. I can't, I can't. To see where my heart was. Mm. To see if I was serious mm. about pursuing really God first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not Jeff first, but God first. Um, and then what he talks about is, you know, he ne- never let us go hungry. And what he's bringing us to is a good land overflowing with, mm-hmm. you know, fruit and, you know, pomegranates and streams of water and all that. And what God showed me at that time was that the land was my new marriage. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and that I needed to hang in there. Well, I never dreamed that it would be seven years to hang in there. Mm-hmm. Seven is, is another good number. Forty and seven. Yes. God likes both of them. And, you know, our pastor has interviewed us a couple times, and uh, Matt uh, Chandler is our pastor, and he asked me, well, so Cheryl, um, you didn't give up, mm-hmm. did you, during the seven years? And I'm like, <laughs> at least two or three hundred times. Yeah. I don't know. Because, you know, what ended up happening is I, I couldn't, God was very gr- grace, you know, grace filled for me. He would show me one day at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people say, there's no way I could ever do seven years. I can't even do six months. Right. And I said, you know what? First of all, I didn't do it. Secondly, mm-hmm. God was carrying me. And thirdly, I just needed to walk with God and do what he was asking me rather mm-hmm. than trying to figure it out. And I'm a visionary. So I have like, I'm way out there, you know. And so he showed me that uh, I need you to follow me each day. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, now I look back and we have a bit of a regret about the the seven years. Jeff would say if he was sitting here, which he, you know, talks about when we share our story is that his pride got in the way. And that's why it was seven man, years. Yeah. yeah I'm he, sure a man and a woman deal with infidelity differently. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, um, but you know what? In God's eyes, it was the perfect time. Yeah. Uh, we both through went, went through some different things spiritually mm-hmm. that if we hadn't got, I mean, it was just all lined up. It sounds to me, what I'm hearing from both of you and having walked with Jay through this is the question of how do I know if God's asking me to stay in my marriage? It's kind of like, the question isn't about the marriage. Right. Not the, God is, the goal isn't whether God's going to restore or not restore right. marriage. It's what he's doing in you. Right. Right. Individually. Right. And to trust God with your spouse, mm-hmm. if they're the one who was involved in the, what, the cause of the split, the separation, the divorce, or in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your part and yeah. how you're receiving it and where we make marriage an idol and where we depend on our right. efforts and I'm going to fix this and I'm going to make it right because mm-hmm. we can turn those type A tendencies towards... I'm going to fix this marriage. I'm yeah. going to make it. Yeah. I'm going to make it restored. And yeah. So people can see the goodness of God. Um, yeah. So handing that over. Well, and there's the, so the, the many... length and what happens and the outcomes, leave all yeah. that up to God. Well, mm-hmm. there's so much pain. And, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's not infidelity. Right. And right, if we right, kind of right, go right. off that topic right, right, for right. one second is just we're in a troubled marriage. We're yeah. whatever it is, if we're silently agonizing or we're mm-hmm. really just not on a good page. Mm-hmm. Um, what Jeff and I try to help couples see is you need to go inward and look at you and where it's not always about the other person and be yeah. open to what God wants to try to teach you mm-hmm. and show you. And that's not always easy. We, there's a lot of blame, uh, resentment and bitterness, you know, um, is very, uh, highly fused, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so we have to learn to where's my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing, and you know that mm-hmm. we talk about this all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but and then you know what can I do to um, grow in my weaknesses, grow with the Lord, and all of that. Um, and you know, some people say, "Well, my spouse isn't coming around." Mm-hmm. That's our next question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How much do you give and work if you're? Spouse doesn't seem remorseful or yeah. says with words yes. that they are, but then continues yeah. with their in their body to sin. Yeah, and yeah. I think the the goal, uh, especially for wives, is understanding who what our role is as a wife. And um, you know, it's hard to love someone when they're walking in disobedience. But the goal being, you're still commanded to mm-hmm. be the wife that God's called you to be. Mm. That's tough. You know, well, I remember during this time, God saying, I'm doing something in you, not just John. I mean, I, I, you know, at being on the receiving end of this, it was like, but he did this. He needs to, you need to work on him more, <laughs> yeah. like fix him, whatever fix it is, him, whatever him. has happened. Yeah. But I just remember him saying, no, Jay, hmm. like, let's look at what's going on with you. And I did. I had my priorities upside down. Hmm. I, for somehow, some way, I idolized our marriage. I didn't even do it knowingly. I think we all, at some point, it's part of a core part of our identity. It's yeah. It's, yeah. It was such a strange phenomenon to like realize that though, mm-hmm. and him say, "I remember like wrestling with him." But you've designed marriage, God. This is a good thing in your eyes. Please don't let this mm-hmm. fall apart. And him, him saying, "But you, even in that, even in that, you are putting your your marriage above me." Mm. Just come to me, Jay. Mm. And it's like what you said, like one step at a time. Let me show you today 
what I need from you or what I can do through you. Mm. Um, I just, I just remember realizing it is, it's a, it's a journey that he has us individually on as well as in the marriage. Yeah. And of course we would counsel women that are being physically abused. Absolutely. That this isn't a time to say, well, just focus on you and God no. and stay yeah. in marriage. No, no, no. Because I, I, every time I do a podcast, any relation to marriage, I have to make no, sure right. that absolutely it's not misconstrued. Right. Right. That, right. that there are yes. absolutely. times for your own yes. Yes. benefit yes. and your children's benefit yeah. and health and safety that... Anyway, that's a whole other well, episode, but uh-huh. at the same time, yeah. she could be listening and, and um, yeah, or if there's a lifestyle of infidelity, I mean, that's, so that's, that's yeah, huge. let's talk about that because I think I've counseled yeah. those women as well. And that is a very, yeah, I mean, hard you know, path to walk. Uh, there is scripture that says, you know, um, that you have, you can leave, mm-hmm. um, and, and divorce. And, and so I think just the way I think about it is, Give it every best shot that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can't choose what your spouse does. Right. Um, and so he is, you know, um, accountable to the Lord. And, I mean, there I know there are women out there that aren't even married to a man that's a Christian. Well, right? yeah. I was, yeah. So, I mean, that is yes. such a hard part of this yeah. is we can be pursuing God and desire reconciliation. They may say with the yeah. words they do, but... Mm-hmm. You know, but knowing that even in your case, God can remove the scales. Absolutely. God can mm-hmm. do anything. Yeah. But I think an important piece is to get your church community on board. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever women's minister or elders, wise counsel. Sure. Because I think they'll be looking out for your best interest. I mean, there's all, there's still fallacy in yeah. the church and wrong, you know, they would say, no, stay in it. Yeah. But I think oftentimes to get that go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, well, you are doing your best and they're in a lifestyle and there's no repentance. No. And you need yeah. to surround yourself with people who will support your marriage who for are sure. for it, but are for also you. keeping their eyes open that, you know, you have done everything yes. quote unquote, right. <laughs> and pursuing reconciliation. And this is a lifestyle of sin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, we believe in prayer that you are free free to move on. And I think the other thing that's huge and people, you know, just say, well, I mean, I am praying, but prayer mm-hmm. is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. To not discount it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not yeah. to discount it. I carried uh power of the praying mm-hmm. wife around <laughs> in my purse for two years. <laughs> that was the, the guest that I just had, she said it was all taped together with washing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Praying it over. Yeah. And over. Well, and I will speak to that. I got exhausted Mm. of praying mm-hmm. yeah we would trade prayers. Sure, we would trade we just talked about this the other day because it was like i to be honest sometimes i didn't even pray for john mm-hmm. sure because it was like this is like i'm beating a dead horse mm-hmm. and i was fully willing to pray for them it was mm-hmm. easier will you play pray for my situation yeah so if, if you have someone you mm-hmm. can do that with it it's just it was it was so encouraging knowing he's being lifted up our marriage is being lifted up because she told me she is praying mm-hmm. for him specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to do that. And I know that the Holy Spirit groans on our behalf. Like, but he it's does like Aaron holding up Moses' arms yes. in battle. Like, it's yeah. God is fighting. Community. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he needs us in, he wants us in community. Absolutely. But we do get weary. That's that next question. How yeah. long will I feel this way? This like fighting and fighting and fighting for your marriage. And just when it starts to get steady, like we said at the beginning of this episode, yeah. you run into issues again. Um, yeah, you know how how do you deal with those kind of well, the reality of emotions? again the whole the whole question of how long? Yeah, I mean I would ask God that you know oh. in my prayer time yes. how long do I have to do this? Mm-hmm. And I would give up and you know I did things like well I guess he's not coming around so I am going to accept oh, some of these on. dates that these guys are asking <laughs> right. me on. Well, that's true. And, You're in a divorce state. and Yeah, I was already divorced. Yeah, and, that you is know, interesting. Yeah. And it was just really funny because when I would go out, it would just be like, hmm. what am I doing? <laughs> like, Realizing. This is a joke. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was my walk. You know, that's mm-hmm. how I felt because, mm-hmm. and then I'd get in my chair in the morning and uh, it'd be like, you know, I journaled a ton. Yeah. Um, 
I wish I had those journals because there was a point where I gave up on reconciliation. I threw all my journals into a wood burning fireplace. Oh, oh no. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wish I had those today. But there are times you're exasperated mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't want to keep going. And the truth of the matter is it doesn't work out for everyone. Right. Yeah. So, you know, but I think what I would, my, my opinion on all of that is give it all you have. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I had a girlfriend once that her husband had a lifestyle of infidelity and she continued to go back and go back and go back. And I mean, this guy, you know, really their whole 18 years, Mm -hmm. you know, um, could not get it together. And so finally she, you know, felt very released from the Lord mm-hmm. and, and finally moved on with her life. But, and she gave it everything she had um, to try to keep that together. And she was probably, you know, like we said, God was doing something in her life yeah. in the midst of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know if there's loosely. a time yeah. frame. You no, know what I mean? but in right. the midst, what I, what I think I see <clears throat> here from you is in that midst of the fighting and the, and the letting God fight for you, you're going to him, you're journaling, mm-hmm. you're, you're seeking his comfort. Yeah. Instead of other comforts, it's a, it's a continual reminder from both what you both have said mm-hmm. is that God was, I was going to say, I, I wanted so bad for John to bend over backwards for me mm. and to fill that wound. Yeah. And I have come to realize that is not a wound that John could fill mm-hmm. ever. I was looking for him to fix it or to make me feel better mm-hmm. when he can do his part. Uh, as the other side of this marriage, but that is only a wound that the Lord can heal in me. It right. wasn't something that John could satisfy. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Just realizing that through. Mm-hmm. Well, and time is a big it is. element of this. It takes time because it, you know, it's traumatizing. Well, yeah, let's talk about the trauma yeah. of, of this is the reality of, I've had Francie Winslow on, if you ever heard of her, she talks about, marriage and and the bed and the ripple effects of a healthy sexual relationship and so when we have as one flesh been ripped apart Uh and another maybe more than one entered into that it can it's damaging to our psyche and our physical being and our desire to want to be intimate with that person again and to trust them and sure and that's a reality and you probably get that question jay but Mm -hmm. um what do you do with that if you just feel disgusted physically and yeah. unwilling and but that might be you know it is a healing thing it, it's a connection thing sure so yeah. it's like the thing that we probably need to reconnect is the last thing yeah on our mind to want to I do mean, what you hear most from women you know why am i not good enough mm. uh, do i not look pretty enough mm-hmm. um you know i don't satisfy you enough it's all those kinds of things feeling very insecure yeah and that makes total sense um and i think it's just understanding that you know, it's tough. I mean, we're a sinner married to a sinner. Mm-hmm. And I think what's, if we can try to get our, our, our arms around, okay, he's walking in the sin that he's chosen or she and trying to pray on that end versus, um, I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I can, you know, Jeff, I had to ask him many times, like, I mean, how do you, how do you mm. deal with this? Like, you know, and um, he said, look, we both made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. and we're going to do it the right way. Mm. Um, and honestly, sometimes someone is, seems to be way out there, you know, and, and they are because they're under deception. Mm-hmm. And so the deception looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's certain things that are being met through all of that. It could be, childhood wounds it could be i didn't get this growing up i you know i was raped i had there was sexual abuse i mean there's a Mm -hmm. gamut of things but it's it's trying to see your marriage from the perspective that god sees it and what i would do is pray specific things over jeff as a godly husband you know godly man and all those things and pray that god fill him with all that Mm -hmm. you know Sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes couples have great sex after in the middle of that whole scenario. 
Others are just like, I can't even go there. I'm mm-hmm. so, I'm so traumatized. And again, it's all timing. And I think it's all an individual couple thing. And it might be as a compensation for, mm-hmm. I don't want, right. I want to be everything he needs. So he doesn't mm-hmm. yeah. seek this out. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, ours did not, like you said, surprisingly, we had a, a good sex life. Right. Even before he started the affair, that right. wasn't that wasn't the reason he was going elsewhere. But um, I remember I remember just thinking, I want to do my best starting now, starting fresh. I want to do my best on my side of this relationship. So as his wife and as you have kind of opened my eyes to we have needs as well. Mm-hmm. But as his wife, I want to meet his needs. I want to do what I can do, even though it was hard and I had you know, I struggled with judgment in my mind. Um, one thing I did, we did, was I asked a lot of questions at the beginning, which we were warned not to talk about. Mm-hmm. And we did anyway. It was a sense of, I have a little sense of control if I know. Did it help you fill in the blanks so you didn't just project, I think, all the things? It did, but I regret it. Mm-hmm. Because then I had to, I had to deal with those in my those yeah. thoughts in my mind. Undo all those images, yeah. The mm-hmm. images, the whatever, and so um, I regret doing that. But we did. I mean, when when we did have a sex life during, even when John moved out, um, and I remember, I remember he cautiously approaching me about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Um, but me wanting to do the best, I have to answer for myself mm-hmm. one day. And I want to do the best job that I can do on this side of it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a, a big part of, of what I feel like uh, was worked out in me and it still is, is just dying to myself. He asked us to do that. He did that. Mm-hmm. He gives us a beautiful example of that. And it's what we're called to do in all kinds of things. But this specifically felt harder. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. It's the most vulnerable place you it can is. be. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Let's talk about how you filter and handle family and friends advice. Mm-hmm. You'd mentioned that at the beginning. You're getting different. Mm-hmm. You knew God wanted you to stay. You felt a peace about that. You felt like God wired you that way. And you're getting different advice. And yeah. everyone looks at you like you're crazy. Well, if, it, if you've chosen to stay, I mean, and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you choose to divorce, oh, right. you get the, that's not what, you know. Yeah. Haven't you tried to reconcile? and Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, <clears throat> I think what's important regarding that is that we're not blabbing this to the whole world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because that's what be happens careful. is you hear so many things that you can't keep it straight. Mm-hmm. What's sound advice and what's mm-hmm. just noise. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know their situation, what they've right. been through. And right. so it could be tarnished with that. And um, But you can get good advice. I think what ended up happening with me is I had a great group of Christian women walking alongside me in the reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a while, they said, Cheryl, you really need to move on. <laughs> You know, I saw Jeff they at the movies weary. with somebody. She looked just like you. <laughs> That's what I thought was hilarious. But, you know, it really came down to, um, I mean, we have to have, human relationships are, you know, awesome. But what it really came down to is, what am I hearing from the Lord? Mm-hmm. And so it was really just God and I in those last, oh, yeah. really, two to three years, because I was being discouraged or tempted to move on. And I actually did that a couple times and it was a very short two weeks. And then this guy fell off the face of the earth and I was like, God, like what happened? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there in my chair and the Lord was like, look, you don't have your, you have one foot in and one foot out (laughs) waiting on me. Mm -hmm. And I need you to be a hundred percent committed to this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, God, it's been five years. Mm. I don't know if I can do this any longer. Mm. And so I fought with the Lord up and down for about two weeks yeah. and on paper. And, you know, this isn't fair and blah, 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 blah. And finally, I came to Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 10, which is when I had that, that verse given to me, which was in 1997. <clears throat> and I realized that I was not being obedient to God. I was hoping 
but I kind of wanted to get my feelers out there just in case because mm-hmm. I wanted to be married again at some point in my life. Yeah, the backup <clears throat> plan. And man, was that a mistake. <laughs> I mean, I went so far off course in such a, and, and I was sitting there and I'm like, this is how quickly this kind of mm. stuff can happen. Yeah. 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 And when the you're not staying right there. Yeah. Focused. It's not like, yeah. yeah. I, I call it putting your blinders on. Like yeah. Honing in, honing in on what the Lord is calling you to do. I even had people that I look up to as seeing their life, their journey with the Lord as being extremely strong leadership in our church mm-hmm. question me. And it, it for a second would make me think, well, hmm. If they're saying that, what what am I doing here? Hmm. And so gentle and strong, the Lord would say, Jay, I have a path for you. This is me and you here. But it was spending time with him that, I mean, if I would look sideways, I would just crumple. Mm -hmm. And I can't do this, God. And when we question what God says, I mean, I even know, like for me, I would hear words of vision for John and I would tell him before this even came out mm-hmm. John God has a really big plan for you he's gonna <laughs> like you're gonna be this mighty man of God and he's like Heather be quiet yeah I, I didn't even want another kid that was when no. we were at that Halloween party and I and then just when he brought you to my house and yeah. said Jay needs you today and he wouldn't even look me in the eye yeah. and I just had this overwhelming piece of God can redeem this now I didn't say he is or he will he can mm-hmm. right redeem this if you're willing. If you're willing, I mean that, and and for some reason God gave me that image of Israel and how He just mm-hmm. kept pursuing yeah. mm-hmm. Israel, His His desire mm-hmm. for Israel to turn from idol and to be wholehearted towards Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He He didn't stop pursuing. Well, I think too the issue of family is no, a big family, one. Yeah, because because they're wrapped up in wanting just oh, yeah. to well, protect you and yeah. My family, they didn't really know what to say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like, of all you five kids, I never expected this That's from you. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> now that I have four, I'm like, yeah, which one would I not yeah. expect? <laughs> but they didn't, they weren't, I mean, they weren't mean to me or anything like that. But what I noticed with them is they kind of dodged the subject. Um, on the other hand, Jeff told his family everything. Mm. And so when we were actually starting to date again, he didn't tell them for a year wow. that we were dating. Because they're on his side, right? Well, yeah. Of course. Of course, yeah. And he re- really regrets telling them yeah. all the details. Mm. Um, Someone yeah. at the very beginning of all of this warned us, be careful who you share this with. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I mean, I had, that didn't even cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm typically an open book with most people. Um, but I remember thinking that was that is really wise because you can't just share this with everybody. And family mm-hmm. is so hard because they have this emotional attachment that I, God is not giving them the grace while they're watching you walk through this like he is giving you the grace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to watch someone you yeah. love walk through this versus going through it because I, I got God's grace through this process. You know, day by day. Yeah, when things happen to our kids, when things, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what train wrecks they're going to have to walk through. Right, exactly. Very hard. Yeah. Very hard. Well, um, our last point is that we all sin. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. and We, we can, still do. We can, It's not <laughs> over. Surprise. surprise. But we can make it um, a scarlet letter situation <laughs> where one is worse than another. And yeah. we can ostracize people. And so we do, I do think. You, Jay, and you, Cheryl, for being brave. And John has given the okay on this. And Jeff yes. has, of course, as part <laughs> of your ministry. And uh, But I do think that judgment is ridiculous in this scenario because mm-hmm. you are ranking sin mm-hmm. <laughs> and making one worse than another. Um, but sin does have consequences. Yeah. And this sin in particular has its ripple effects right. on the family, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, right. on friendships. On friends. It puts a strain on mm-hmm. other marriages. So if you are a friend of someone walking through this, what yeah. caveats or protective layers do you suggest to them so mm-hmm. that they, it doesn't have that ripple impact on their marriage? Because it can. Mm-hmm. You can start taking sides and you can, of course. Mm-hmm. I've seen that Yeah, happen. you know, it's really interesting. Um, people... Ask usually Jeff first. Um, how were you able to forgive her? Wow. Yeah, and that's a really big question. And mm-hmm. um, Jeff's answer, and I just love him for this because 
one, it's so godly and it's so mature, but he said, you know, the reality is it wasn't what I did. It was what I didn't do. Mm. And that's when I, you know, kind of revert back to the roles of, you know, we, they have roles, we have roles. We, in this waiting period, study what it means to be a godly wife and really, mm-hmm. you know, take that to heart. And so he said, you know, I wasn't there for her. Um, yeah, we had sex and stuff like that, but I was a selfish lover. I, um, you know, I didn't try to connect with her. Uh, and so when he said that, it was just so empowering. We both mm-hmm. made mistakes. Mm-hmm. We, he took on that ownership of not being a godly spiritual leader um he said you know i wasn't i just wasn't there for her mm-hmm. and so it doesn't condone what i i did it doesn't mm-hmm. um you know make it a right thing but he can see how that happened mm-hmm. and so i think for all of us in marriage i think it's important that we are paying attention mm-hmm. and you know john ten ten says a thief comes to kill still and destroy right. and i've come to give you life and give it to you abundantly and God wants us to have a great marriage. Right. Not not easy necessarily. <laughs> not it'll never be perfect. <laughs> so um it's it's really understanding yeah. we're both sinners and how are we going to walk this walk together in this marriage as a sinner married to a sinner. Mm-hmm. What's a good resource for someone who's feeling that disconnection, doesn't know where to start to reconnect and to meet those biblical play those biblical roles and meet those needs that you're saying we both have? What's the best like marriage resource? Mm. The Bible. <laughs> but I mean, like, well, the Bible outlines that for them, and right. so you don't have to read the whole thing tonight. No, we're we're big fans of uh, Sacred Marriage okay. by mm. Gary Thomas. Okay. Um, we were introduced to that book back in two thousand one, and we actually taught it in our house for ten years. Um, it's it's a really awesome book. Okay. Um, so. That and the first book just... I read was How to Save Your Marriage Alone by Ed Wheat. Uh-huh. I've heard of that. It's kind of a fictional take on the Hosea story. Yeah. It's a beautiful. It's very, it's tiny. You can read it in one evening. Yeah. But it was, it changed my whole perspective on this whole. Mm. And we can't like, story. we can know that there's a disconnection in our marriage, but we can't make our spouse realize they're not meeting that need. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? Like, you know, they're not, you're communicating that they're mm-hmm. not. Yeah. You know, I, I think some of it for me was I was so fearful mm. of rocking the boat, I guess, because mm. it looked like our life was just what everybody would want, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think I was so afraid that, you know, again, we go back to <clears throat> um, how are we called to communicate with our spouse as a wife? And, you know, when we're nagging at him and mm-hmm. stuff like that, well, you don't ever do this or why, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instead of coming to him with a gentle and quiet spirit and saying, you know, I'm really struggling here. Mm-hmm. I'm actually afraid to talk to you about some of these things. Um, you know, is there a good time to talk? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to share my heart. And I'm not saying everybody's going to get a great response on that, but you got to <laughs> start there yeah. and, you know, allow yourself. Sometimes writing a letter is, mm-hmm. is a good resource. In their um, own time to kind of process. It's not in the heat of the moment. Right. It doesn't work too well. Yeah. Me. Write a letter, you know, um, sometimes what I didn't know, I, I wrote Jeff a, a letter early on when I was trying to pursue reconciliation. Um, that one I read to him. Then I sent a second one um, a few years later. And I actually sent it in the mail this time. And I didn't know he got it. He never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so two months down the road, I said... Hey, can we sit and talk about something? And he said, I got the letter. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Cheryl, I really appreciate it. It's never going to happen. And that was five years into the seven years. So it's just interesting. But I think it's just have your heart right before you try to communicate, but really try to communicate. And if you are fearful, help ask the Lord to help you with that fear. Mm -hmm. Lord, help me to just be Mm -hmm. transparent and honest and loving Mm -hmm. in this. Because we just blast our husbands sometimes. Yeah, or like you yeah. said, nag, 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 and nag, think that they're going to you know, get it, yeah. get the message. Well, and I was always focused on what he wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my whole focus. Yeah. I You're was like higher than name. thou. Yeah. yeah. And when, when God can turn your eyes to what can I do in this situation, because I can only control myself. Right. can't control somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's when I think he can grow us mm-hmm. in our marriage. 
That's good. Well, I thank you both for being here. I think we could talk for days. We could. And this yes. topic could be covered for days and weeks and weekends and yeah. months and years. But I appreciate you. Y'all can continue to follow Cheryl online. Yeah. Tell them all the places. Okay. Uh, so our ministry is Hope Matters Marriage Ministries. Uh, Instagram is at Hope for Marriages. Um, we have our book, I Do Again, it came out in 2008, tells our story. You can get all the scoop there on what we're all about. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, um, you can get that anywhere, you know, books are sold. Uh, I just launched a podcast last fall called Thriving Beyond Belief. And it's Exciting. a, thank you. It's a podcast for women and, uh, it's going really well. It's really fun and new venture for me. So that was, it's been really fun. I'm a little biased towards podcasting. So yeah, you are, <laughs> no, but it's a great it, my Instagram is at Cheryl Scruggs. That's my personal. Uh, and then we, there's an at thriving beyond belief and it's the same thing on Facebook and all that. I'll put all yeah. those links in the show notes. Y'all, if you're driving or folding laundry and you can't quite get to it, uh, you can continue to follow Cheryl and, um, Jay, thank you. Thank you Thank for you. your ministry to mm-hmm. women here. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. You know, we have our online platforms and God raises yes. those up, but to not discount these conversations you're having on the sidelines yeah. of soccer fields and, you know, different places, um, <laughs> that that is valuable to each woman mm-hmm. that you God's brought into your path. So yeah. thank you Thank for you. that. And I've loved watching you heal and grow and I can oh. weep. Yeah. <laughs> God has done a good thing in you. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you all. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. And uh, yeah. What yeah, a pleasure. That's it. All right. Thank you, Heather. Oh, my stars. Yep. I get weepy. I get weepy when I get to see God move in my friends' lives. And I've watched um, Jay grow in a depth of her relationship with God. That's incredible. She, um, She also lost her dad a few months before I did, so we have bonded a lot in that and our dependence on our Heavenly Father as our fabulous earthly fathers have left us here. Um, But I pray you are encouraged more than anything to lean on God more than ever, right? That's the key. That's why we don't mom alone, is that God is with us. Whatever we walk through, if our marriages stay together, if they don't, if it's challenging, which it will be, uh, God's with us. If this is your first year of marriage and you are fighting for connection, that's okay. That's okay. The enemy's going to do what he can to keep and drive you apart. That's his job because he knows that he knows that good things come from this relationship that God has intended for his good. Good things come from a marriage that is healthy and good. And there's just this ripple effect. You can listen to my interview with Francie Winslow that I kind of referenced in this episode. Uh, I put a link in the show notes on the ripple effects of a healthy sexual connection and just a healthy connection, emotional connection too. So um, I wanted to give you guys a resource, also a fabulous resource. Y'all know that I interviewed Paul David Tripp a few months back. Well, he did a parenting conference back then, and he's recently done a marriage conference, and they reached out to me, and I thought, oh my goodness, perfect timing, because we're doing this episode, so I wanted to let you know how you could get access to his marriage conference. It's the same kind of deal. He did it live, and it was broadcast live, and then they're just allowing you to have access to it for a few weeks, I think until the end of March, so if you want to check it out. You're going to have to get on it quick if you're listening to this after March 31st of 2018. I'm so sorry. But um, definitely check out any resource you can to help you with your marriage. But let me tell you more about this marriage conference. It's basically four sessions and Paul David Tripp, Dr. Paul David Tripp, is challenging husbands and wives to ask two questions and make two commitments that would radically change their marriage. And you can watch these as often as you want until March 31st. And you can take as long as you want within that period of time. And you can watch them from your couch. It's a great way to stay connected and to get on the same page with your spouse. Just go to marriage.paultrip.com. And then if you use the coupon code GodCentered, you're going to get a discount, whether you choose to watch it as an individual or a group. Uh, with your whole church. They have different replay licenses that you can get. And I think for an individual, it's as low as $25. So it's about a book um, to get 
a basically an online marriage conference straight into your home. So go check it out at marriage. Go to marriage.paultrip.com. I put the link in the show notes too with that discount code, God Centered. So y'all can benefit because that's the goal here is to help all of us, you know, be as empowered and encouraged and intentional in the things that matter. And yes, parenting is important, but if our marriage isn't strong, it's it's going to impact the family dynamics overall. So go check that out. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I know it's a longer one and maybe you were able to break it up over a couple days uh, and So thanks y'all for hanging in there and I hope you have a fabulous week. Adios. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.